Welcome to the Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar, author of The Mystery of History, a world history curriculum for all ages. This pre-recorded podcast is designed for new and returning homeschool parents seeking direction, encouragement, and inspiration from a biblical worldview. And now your hostess, Linda LaCour Hobar. Hello, and welcome to The Mystery of Home Education. Now, this podcast is designed to offer direction, encouragement, and inspiration from a biblical worldview. This week's guest is my friend, Sherry Seligson, who you are going to love if you don't know her already. So Sherry and her husband, David, they homeschooled their four children through high school, which, by the way, is no small feat. And before being promoted to motherhood, Sherry worked as a marine biologist at Walt Disney World's Living Seas. She was publishing shark behavior research, which let me just insert, how cool is that? Oh my goodness, that's that's a fun introduction. Anyway, on a more serious note, with a master's in education and curriculum design and science instruction, Sherry has authored several of Apologia's science courses, their instructional video courses, and some companion curricula for feature films. An international conference and retreat speaker, Sherry uses transparency, truth, and humor to teach families the importance of studying God's creation and encouraging moms on their homeschool journey. Well, Sherry, I think your bio explains exactly why I invited you to be here. I think we share very similar passions, and I can hardly wait to get to the truth and humor part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I agree. I'm just so grateful to be here, but I think the truth and the humor kind of go hand in hand, don't they? The more truth we get out, the more we actually are transparent and sharing what this uh, journey is like the more humor tends to come with it, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. Oh, we need it. We need it. Absolutely. We need it. Well, Sherry, I believe you and I have experienced rather parallel careers in the sense that we both started in this homeschool world as homeschool moms, and then we both evolved into being curriculum providers. So please, if you will, share with our listeners, those who might be new or returning to home education, Let's uh, tell the story of why you chose to homeschool uh, way back when, when it was new. Just as a reminder to listeners, homeschooling was not legal in all the states until 1993. I don't know about you, Sherry, but I started before then. So what's your story? Well, I, I started before then as well. It Actually, um, we, we had had our, our first child and got to know a couple of families in our church who were homeschooling. And of course, our question was, is that legal? Can you do that? What does that even mean? And as we got to know the families, we were so impressed with the, um, the hearts of their children. The, uh, they, were, they were very, very intelligent, but not just that. They, were, they had character qualities that they were exhibiting at a young age. And we noticed there were, their relationship with each other as well as with their parents was very special and unique. And it was so intriguing to me that as we got to know them more and more, I, I was I wanted to learn more about what this homeschooling thing was because I wanted that for my family. I wanted my children to love learning. I wanted my children to um, have be passionate about studying things that they loved. Um, I wanted my children to have that character that I saw in these other students. And I actually kind of started thinking, well, 
I can't ruin preschool. Let's try preschool as a trial <laughs> run. And then kindergarten, I, I can do numbers and letters and colors. I can't ruin them for that either. And mm-hmm. I basically just took it one year at a time, uh, slowly easing my way. And the more I started doing it, the more I fell in love with this as a method of education. Mm, That is very intriguing to me because we have such similar stories. (laughs) I too was very much moved to homeschool by meeting some families that were doing it. And it was back in the late 1980s, which when homeschooling was hardly known, much less with teenagers. And the first family I met that homeschooled was teaching high schoolers at that time. So, all right. Well, listen, what I'd also like to hear from you today is how you morphed from teaching at home to helping others teach at home by writing curriculum. So please tell us what was your inspiration. And let me just preface that by saying clearly, it's not everyone that moves from one role to the next, but I'm encouraged by the fact that some have because I think it's a story of the Lord really being at work a long time ago before we even knew homeschooling would be as popular as it is now. So tell us how you morphed into it. Well, absolutely. Like you said, uh, what I'm doing today, I could never have done back then. The technology wasn't even available for what I'm doing today. Um, and and I hadn't the vision for that either. And um, it may be that for the homeschool mom that's listening, um, she may be wondering, well, what am I going to do with this? And I don't have any passion to be a teacher or a curriculum writer. But God's going to use the journey. If he's calling you to do this, he's going to use the journey of this homeschooling um, travels, if you want to call it that, um, to build in you what he has for you for your future. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But for me, I came out um, of a science background. Um, that's what I got my degree in. That's what I worked in. And I love science. And so In the homeschool community, when you are known as a person who likes to teach science or loves science, everyone asks, hey, can you teach my kids? Can you teach my kids? Mm -hmm. And I began to realize, you know, I I love talking about science and my children actually enjoyed learning when they were with other kids doing the same kinds of things. So we just began to open our home and invited, I invited any other families who had kids my age or whatever, whatever age my kids were. At the time, I said, we're going to be teaching, I don't know, physical science this year. And who and I can take up to 10 kids. And I didn't even charge for it because for me, it was mm. just some of the passion that I had. I really wanted to uh, make it fun and enjoyable. And so we did all kinds of fun stuff. And um, I began, you know, finding different ways of teaching I enjoyed that worked well for the kids. Um, when I worked at Disney, I actually worked in, um, in the predator arena, but I mm-hmm. also... It, gave them, uh, participated in their educational department because I loved providing materials for student groups that would come in. And um, I just felt like this was a fun thing. So I loved to do it. I began to just kind of get my my uh, jam about how to do this and how to teach every year. And, I, so, and some years we were teaching three science classes. Um, one, you know, they come in one day a week and we do a bunch of stuff together. And in the process of that, I connected with um, the owner of Apologia Educational Ministries um, I was using their materials and I loved them. And um, they found out that I uh, was a marine biologist in my previous life before we had kids. And they they said, you know, that's a curriculum that we don't have and we would love to have. Would you consider writing something? And that's kind of started the journey. So after having done that process and my children were older at the time, not older, like middle school and up. So I had mm. a little more availability and started writing that, and then I started writing another curriculum and more, and then the video instruction um, where we go on location and we film 
what we're looking at, what we're talking about based on the subjects that um, the, the science subjects. And so that's kind of how I, I, I fell into it. It was not something I aimed at doing that I, I, that I aspired to do, but I began to love it. And I learned all the ways to do it that worked and didn't work as I was teaching all of these kids that were coming into our home. And so mm-hmm. I just really believe that God helped build in me the skills to do what I'm doing now through that beautiful opportunity of teaching my children at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, a couple things come to my mind. First of all, I suspect that you, like me, we certainly were looking at the fringe benefit of, like you said, as you teach other kids and bring them in, it really becomes beneficial to your own family because your kids get excited, their friends are coming over. And, you know, so that sense of community you were building, I totally get that. I'm also sitting here thinking, still, though, you're the cool mom that's like the shark lady. I mean, that just had to be fun at times. What did you say? You were in the predator something or other? What was that again? Yeah, my, one of my responsibilities was caring for the predators. So we had <laughs> we had a tiger shark and a bull shark and all kinds of eels and other things. And so we had to work on their nutrition. And, and, and so I just – and I think sharks are fascinating. I mean, there are other predators that we dealt with too, but they're fascinating um, organisms. And they're a testimony to God's creation because – and that's a whole other um, topic. But uh-huh. um, in studying them, I really became – firmly grounded in my understanding of apologetics and how creation points to God's creative hand. And so truly a shark is a testimony to God's creative hand. And it's a major, it presents some major red flags to the theory of evolution. So, Mm, And um, that's another topic. Yeah. Side issue, but fabulous (laughs) um, learning that. And we always had some kind of science thing going on in our house. In fact, we'd have a dissection specimens and bags and things, which, by the way, if you have a dissection specimen that you're not using anymore it's, and it's completely sealed, they make great white elephant gifts. Just, just oh. a friendly, you know, <laughs> just the face that someone sees when they open up this, you know, bag that has a shark in it or something. Well, I wasn't planning on telling this story, but since you brought it up, I remember so vividly the day my son decided he wanted to be in the sciences, which he went on to major in chemistry and biology. So I have a science boy on my hands. Um, what led to that was the time that we got a cow's eyeball, it was mailed to us to dissect. And when he had the opportunity to cut into that thing, well, let's just put it this way, one of my kids went running upstairs in a panic because the whole thing squirted. But he, I think, just discovered this um, I don't know, just some universe open to him. As a matter of fact, we were using Apologia materials at that time. And so uh, we were greatly influenced by uh, that organization. So <laughs> moving on, I do love that story. And again, my motivation for asking is that I'm hoping today's parents are going to feel a real security, you know, in the fact that the Lord really was working ahead of time, like behind the scenes, back when homeschooling was a riskier behavior. Because look at what we have now. I'd say today's mom really faces a sense of overwhelm as she has choices, uh, some of the choices we did not have. And let's not forget, one of the things I think we contributed to this movement was that Back in the day, what we first had to work with were materials that were written for classrooms. And I very quickly saw the pros and cons to that. Like I needed it to be for my three kids or, you know, the three kids and a couple more that you have over on co-op day. And so anyway, I'll just say that I think what we were contributing to the movement was our experience of teaching multiple ages at home at one time in smaller groups 
And then we put that type of experience, you know, into print. So anyway, um, also, I just have to, I have to bring this up, Sherry. So earlier when you and I were chatting about the, you know, minimal resources we were working with, you had a funny story about the library. You want to retell that story here? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is part of this, this story that we had. There was very little available to us as homeschoolers back then. So we used the library a lot. We would go to the library, we'd check out, you know, 50 books at a time. And we'd, we just went back and forth so often that we actually had a line item in our budget for overdue <laughs> library fines because it was just a given. After like, you know, the sixth or seventh month of library fines, I mean, you know, it wasn't a ton of money, but it was – enough to consider because we'd always have that one book we couldn't find and we tried and tried and couldn't find it and eventually would show up somewhere and we'd return it late so we just did but that was part of it too and I agree with you when you said it was difficult because we most of the curriculum we had available was written for classrooms and when it would say divide the class up into groups of three I was like well I have one kid in this you know it that's Mm -hmm. not working and so we began using the library a lot for gathering information and using resources and creating unit studies. And I could, I got so good, I, you just name it. Give me a subject paper clips or something, and I can make a unit study out of it, you know, hitting all the different areas because we had to. But I also learned this, and this is something I think even today's moms who have the overwhelm of so much available to them, they don't know what to choose. A lot of it is great stuff, but... Uh, Many of us feel the pressure to try to create school at home because we don't want to mess them up. And Mm -hmm. um, a lot of homeschoolers today, a lot of the newer homeschoolers that are jumping into this um, amazing opportunity to homeschool their children um, are doing it because of whatever reason in in the last year or so they've gotten out of the school systems, but Mm -hmm. they don't want to mess up their children. And I completely get that. I I have a whole other workshop on, I don't want to ruin my children. Um, and so we want to recreate, or we, we feel like we need to recreate what the school system is doing. But the school system cannot teach your children exactly the way they need. You've got 25, 30 kids. That means 25, 30 different learning abilities or learning skills and learning styles and backgrounds and, and interests. And a teacher can't do that in an hour. You just can't. And so a lot of kids end up falling back or struggling. A lot of kids, some kids do well, um, but but many of them struggle in at least one or two subjects because that format doesn't work for them. So um, being able to flex, being able to find what works for you and your children, um, I, I give you permission. If you need permission from somebody, mm-hmm. Linda and I give you permission mm-hmm. to change curricula until you find something that works for you. Um, some of people are going to just say, I don't want to use any curriculum. We just want to study from one th- and do it if it works for you and your children are learning because they will learn in ways you cannot expect. Um, it does not have to look like a classroom. And mm-hmm. we didn't have stuff, so we made stuff. And, and that's kind of how part of our story. But in that process, we realized the classroom material doesn't necessarily work for us. And so mm-hmm. um, just to encourage you, you do not have to recreate the schoolroom. Right. Individualized tutoring. That's what you're describing. And I attest that that is one of the tremendous strengths of bringing education home. Now, just getting back to the library story, I just have to echo it. I'm telling you, because I'm a Mary and not a Martha, which means that I'm not always the most organized. Oh, goodness. That library thing, it was a real struggle for me because let's not forget that when you go to the library as a homeschool family back in the 1990s, 
you're checking out 30 books at a time, not just three. And so as much as I would write it on the calendar when they were due, and then I'd place the extra phone call to get the extension of three weeks, still inevitably, I would run late. And so I just would beg for mercy. You know, like, again, I just decided that the fee was really like a rental fee. I basically paid the library a rental fee to borrow those books. And one of the reasons those books were so valuable is also we were a single income missionary family at the time. So I really felt, you know, strapped to buy some of the fancy curriculum that was out there. So we were being resourceful, not just because we were limited in what there was to choose, but also from some financial limitations. So I empathize with a family that just finds it hard because now, yes, we have a lot of curriculum, but that doesn't mean it's all you know easy to obtain. Sometimes there's price tags that are that are tough. So anyway, well, listen, as always, I don't want to keep our listeners so long that they're afraid to come back. I've really tried to schedule this where we're just keeping our friends here 20, 30 minutes because I so value what our moms and dads are doing at home. And we know, Sherry, how hard this is. But it's all the more reason that I thought we'd kind of wind down here with maybe just some encouraging words from you. I would love our listeners to just draw from your experience. And now that you're further down the road with adult children and grandchildren, just like me, what are a few things that you could say to our moms and dads that are listening to um, just help them feel better when they leave this podcast than when they arrived? So what, what's your heart message for them? I've got two points. One, I want to speak about your kids. Your children, and I didn't know this, I didn't realize this to the extent that I realize it now, your children are going to be building relationships in ways that they would not be able to build if they were in a school away from home. If you think about it, they're going to have shared memories. They're going to be doing things together. They're going to be, there's going to be bickering. There will, because we're all fallen individuals. We all struggle with that. We had that. we're, we're, We're together, and so we work it out. Instead of saying, well, you know, you're gone, you know, 10 hours a day and then you've got after school athletics and you come home and you eat and then you go back and you do your homework and we see each other maybe on the weekends for a little bit. Your kids are actually together a lot and doing things together. So instead of the kids in their fifth grade field trip seeing the elephant at the zoo give birth to a baby and the, the you know your child comes back and tells you about it, when you go as a family on that field trip, your kids have that memory together. And so they will reminisce and they have these shared memories that's a bond that they're not going to have any other way. My kids, I love just sitting back when they're all back together again and listening to them share. And and I'll, let me tell you, it's not always the most beautiful thing. Sometimes no, it's the I'm misadventures. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, remember that time when the tire popped and mom was crying and it was raining? And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that it's hilarious. But at the same time, it bonds them together in such a beautiful way that it builds their relationship. So you're doing more than teaching them how to learn and giving them a great opportunity to be self-starters and self-directed learners, you're building relationships with your kids. And so I just love that now that I have that perspective. And then for you, moms and dads, it, it, this is a very selfless thing. To, I mean, we have these goals and things we want to do with our lives. And oftentimes the, the, the temptation is to see this as a sidetrack, a sideline, particularly for, for me as a mom, I had a really fun job. I enjoyed it. And I left that to be home with my kids. And most of my coworkers thought I was nuts. I mean, you know, then we started homeschooling and then they were confirmed that we were nuts. But I knew God was calling me to that. And know if God's calling you to do this, he is going to do in you what he has for you to prepare you for your next chapter. So for me, 
I'm writing curriculum. I'm doing lots of writing and speaking. So the speaking uh, skills came from when I worked at Disney and being able to do presentations. My writing skills were very lacking. But guess what? I had to teach writing to all four of my children. All four times I went through the grammar books and four times I went through the writing and composition books. I got the best education in writing by teaching my kids, not even knowing that I would be using those. And so God is God calling you to do this right now is not a plan B. This is his plan A for your life. This is what he has for you now. And so embrace it and look for what he's going to do in you through this process in our in our um, spiritual life, growing us closer to him, building relationships with our children, and even building skills in you that he has for you for the next chapter when your kids are grown. So I just hope that that's an encouragement to you, having this perspective that we have now on the other side of the homeschooling journey. Oh, I think so. And I give it a big amen. As a matter of fact, Sherry, I've thought before about writing a workshop called It Is About You, but I'm not sure if they'll really understand what I'm trying to say, because you know, the old adage is like, well, it's not about you. And I understand where that's coming from, meaning that we ought to not be all self-centered narcissists. But I think when it comes to homeschooling, where we assume it's about the kids, really, a lot of it is about us too, as in God's carving big chunks out of us too in this process, because it's not easy. As a matter of fact, I think when I look back at part of what contributed to success, if we'll we'll call it success, our homeschool journey, it wasn't perfect, but successful. I think it had a lot to do with embracing the very ordinary things. It was the nitty gritty. It was the mornings that there was a spat and we would take the extra time to work through it. And so I think again that the new homeschool parent has so many options, but I don't want them to farm out too much too fast because I think the real work is done in those little morning hours when you're side by side on the sofa and one is poking the other and they're not really listening well, but you have to remind them that number one, you really love them. That's why you're investing. And number two, they they really do need to listen. You need to practice obedience and on and on it goes. So it's really an extension of parenting, this homeschool journey. And I just want to say, uh, we didn't get it all right, but I know for me, I loved my kids. I loved the Lord. I relied heavily on Him. And um, if He could work through me, I know He can work through our listeners, too. Uh, they can do this with a little dose of patience and conviction. <laughs> now, listen, before we leave, we have a great surprise. You told me you are willing to give away one of your amazing science courses, which, by the way, have a value of at least $119. Not that you could put a dollar amount of value on any of your resources, but would you please describe the package that you have in mind, and then I'll tell them how they can get that. Yes. Um, So I'm able to give away um, one of the two courses that I've written completely as courses. So I have written the General Science 7th Grade course which is is recommended for 7th graders, but 6th graders, 7th graders, 8th graders have taken it, depending on where your child is. And it includes a student notebook, the textbook for the student, and the solutions manual. So three large pieces. That is the complete year, includes all the labs and everything. Um, And then I also have the marine biology course, which is a high school level course. The only prerequisite for that is that students have taken general biology beforehand. Now, I have had some students take uh, take the marine biology before they took general biology, if they're super motivated, you know, hey, we're homeschoolers. 
do what your kids are ready for. But um, I have um, a complete course. The, the winner can choose either one, general science or marine biology. And I'd be happy to share that with your listeners. Great. So friends, here's the deal. If you can enter to win, and we're just giving away one course, but you can enter to win by subscribing to this podcast. And you can do that through your favorite venue. So that could be through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or through my website. And Sherry, here's what I'd like you to do is if you would give us a random number between one and 20, then that number will be our winner. So I'm ready with a pen. What's your number? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Well, my favorite number is three. So I'm going to tell you three. Okay. Well, there you go. And so again, what I'll do is um, go through our subscribers and the person that's number three in one of those venues, I will be contacting you through your email and then Sherry will get a mailing address for you because these are physical products, correct? Yes, they're physical. So I will mail them out to whomever wins. All right. Oh, do we preface as this uh, winner? Do, do they need to qualify as a U.S. with a U.S. mailing address? It needs to be a U.S. mailing address only because shipping is so crazy, particularly right now. Um, okay. So in the 48 U.S. states, um, and uh, I, I'm not able to ship to a P.O. box. So it has to be oh, okay. a, um, an actual address. Okay. All right. Thank you for that little bit. Well, Sherry, thank you so very much. I feel like my friends are now going to know you a little better. And as a result, I hope they feel more confident in their journey. You know, there are veterans out there like Sherry Seligson who have helped pave the way. Thank you, Sherry, for doing that. Yes. Oh, I'm just so grateful. Thank you for having me here. And it's just been so fun to chat with you and um, share encouragement for those of you who are listening. We are there for you. We we have done this and we see the benefits and the blessings and we are praying for those of you who are going through this journey. That's right. That's right. Well, again, friends, thank you so much for listening to the Mystery of Home Education. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar. For more information on Linda's award-winning history program, visit themysteryofhistory.com, a one-stop shop for chronological, Christian, complete world history for all ages.